Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. And if you have stopped chewing on your wine gums in the corner. We can start this show. Are you ready? <laughs> I was about to tell you there once were three nice girls from Birmingham, but since we seem to have started, I'll save that for off, <laughs> off air. Hello, enough, everybody. Enough. Hello, hello. <laughs> Greetings to one and all from lovely North Wales, which is just wonderful at the moment, except I've got a leak. There's, there's a leak Personally? <laughs> you can see a doctor about that. There's a leak in my static. Uh, not in my soup, either. It's in my static. And I think that there's a leak in the roof and the rain's coming in. Um, I've got someone coming around to look at it shortly, hopefully. Uh, how are you? I'm very well, sir. Do you know, I just had another email this morning telling me that I must top up my 1P mobile SIM within the next 48 hours or it will be cut off. <laughs> And that's about the 14th I've had since last November. Yeah, I, people may remember I put a post saying this. I keep getting these. I gave up my One Piece mobile. I decided I didn't need it anymore. I thought I'll let it go. I won't bother topping it up. And it still works. And every time I get these urgent messages, oh, quick, 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 top it up or we'll cut you off within 24 hours. And I don't pay and the phone goes on working. Right. Don't know what's They're going on there. Talking a lot of crap, aren't they? That's how I am. <laughs> like most people do. But it, it's interesting. I mean, somebody pointed out, I think, in the, in the conversation, forgive me, I forget who, saying they probably don't, they simply don't have the ability to actually cut it off and they just want my money. They just want to say, you know, because the idea is you must top up at least £10, otherwise yeah. your phone will stop working. And it's crap. And it's crap because it was a spare phone. I've got about 30 quid on there now yeah. because it's an emergency phone in the car. And I thought, well, sod, sod there. So anyway, still works. How are you? A load of rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Um, I was just um, considering asking you about your Humax quest, but I'll, but I'll just before I do that, I'll just say that rem, the rem, normal reminders. This is show 196. We are um, in November now, believe it or not. And um, the usual reminders of AidenBell.com for Aiden, TedSalmon.com for me. And whatever works um, is in MeWe. That's where we scoop up all the stuff to talk about on the show and add it to our own drivel that we go on about. <laughs> and so do come and join us. Links in the show notes um, always. And um, if you get lost, TedSalmon.com, they're all there as well. So, yeah, Hugh Max Replacement Quest. Yes, yeah, sorry, I, I jumped in ahead of your housekeeping there, said Ted. No worries, sorry about no that. Worries. My excitable mobile um, <laughs> emails. The, 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 yes, the, 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 the situation is we have a Humax box, which is old and dying, but does still work. And so, you know, one, one doesn't want to spend money on something when it isn't necessary. The problem is I'm sometimes out of the house and my elderly mum's using the box. And if it goes wrong on her, then she can't watch telly till I get back. So I am seriously considering a replacement. You very kindly sent me yours, but I very stupidly told you I was free serve and I'm not. I'm free sat. <laughs> so yeah. actually your box wouldn't be able free to help. View. Free view, that's right, free, free yeah. view. So anyway, I'm on the lookout for a new free sat box and some very kind people were making some very helpful and kind suggestions on MeWe, uh, one of which was to update the Humax to the, to the latest and greatest or to at least an improved Humax. But I've done a lot more research since and discovered that really Humax seem to be dying out in general on the whole. Yeah. They're not terribly readily available now and the ones that are available seem to be the older boxes. There is a mm. new box that I'm, I mean, our favourite shop, Amazon, doesn't have it or only has it on one of these weird, it will take six weeks and cost you £400 affairs. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking that there, now again, please forgive me, I forget who kindly suggested it, but somebody went to uh, Richer Sounds and bought a free sat. It's called free sat. I mean, it's confusing yeah. enough already, but it's called a free sat. And they, were, they highly recommended it and um, spoke well of it. And I've looked online and that seems to be getting a lot of good reviews. So I think what I will do when the time comes, is jump ship to FreeSat. The only thing that worries me is being, you know, an, an old 59-year-old fart who doesn't like change, I'm used to the Humax um, infrastructure and menu system and way of working, and I know where the buttons are on the remote, and, of course, however good a new system is going to be, is it's going to look totally alien to me, and I'm going to go, oh, I can't see my programmes anymore. But um, if I can get over the learning curve, I think it's going to be FreeSat for me going forwards. Right. So have you ordered one? I have not, no, because at the moment the Humax box is still limping along. It's just, right. you know, I can be halfway through watching something and all of a sudden the screen goes black because it just decided to turn itself yeah. off. Um, well, mine was like that as well. Yeah, yeah. and but it's, weirdly, it only seems to happen to me in the night hours when I'm watching. 
As soon as it happens to my mother right. during the daytime hours, that's it. Then it's it's out on its ear and I'll get a new well, one. Well, it's obviously re- reacting to the porn you're watching. <laughs> I wondered if it was reacting to the automatic shutdown and restart that I had set it to sort of go off at two and come back on again at eight or something like that. Um, but no, it, it, I don't know what it is. It, it's just pedantic. So, um, right. you know, techno- oh, well. I always say technology is wonderful when it works. We shall look forward to hearing about the new one if and when it arrives. Thank you, um, sir. In the meantime, I shall tell everyone that we're on YouTube Music. Yay! Now, it's not working, as you found out. Yes. It's not working perfectly yet, um, so be patient. But, yeah, we are. Whatever Works Podcast is now part of the planet's biggest streaming service. Um, They sent me an email, and I quickly called up Steve Litchfield and said, quick, quick, let's get on here. And so between us, we fiddled around. He got PSC and the other podcasts on. And I got whatever works on, and it's all working. However, um, Gareth can't seem to get Tech Addicts on there for some reason. I think he they haven't got a, a switch thrown. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's really good. I, I think that's a really positive move. It gets the, the word out much more broadly. So, hooray! Yes, hooray indeed. And I'm sorry, I, I was a... <laughs> I was a bit of a party pooper because I said immediately you turned it was up there. I said, you know, Google keyword, play me the podcast, whatever works on YouTube music. And, you know, he said, oh, here is a playlist called Whatever Works by some teenager in their bedroom. And isn't it horrible? So it is difficult with what the, the trouble is with the, the term whatever works. It It's it's quite. Um, generic and there are lots of other things including the Woody Allen film which constantly comes up when I search yes, online. Yes, we should it. have called the podcast Crockett Tharna Gang Gang or something <laughs> and then we would <laughs> Yeah, so so as I say um, they haven't perfected it but be patient and, Yes. You know, it's fine. It is all up there and I'll put a link in the show notes to there, anyone interested in finding it. Um, right, what happened? That, the, the other thing that happened this week is that I had a, I had a <laughs> Really out of character for me. Um, I had a go at this bloke in Tesco's car park. Oh, <laughs> hello. I, I, he was parked his car in the middle, right in the middle, and filled up the motorcycle bay. Oh, that would but, annoy me. Oh, God, yes. And I, ca- I came along uh, with my moped and just sat there and crossed my arms and looked at him. He was sat in the car, you see, um, obviously waiting for his missus or something. Um, and I just sat there and crossed my arms and said, so... Are you going to move? You know, I kind of mouthed yeah. it to him. Are you going to move? And he looked at me and he looked back and he got all sheepish. And in the end, I pulled alongside the window and motioned to him to get out the way. I, I you know, I, I, I yeah. motioned with my hand, get out of here. You know, you're not supposed to be here. And eventually, after much kind of faffing about, he started his engine up and moved out. So <laughs> that's really out of character for me. Normally, I would just kind of not uh, get into confrontation with people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think we're going to discuss it a bit later in the show. It's inconsideration from people. What yeah, you know? Yeah. What what's the? Oh, uh, just annoys me. Yeah, good on you, sir. Um, the other the other bit of news I got is I got a new moped. Ooh. Four years down the line, after my little Chinese putt putt cheapo. Chinese moped. I've got a proper one, a Piaggio Liberty 50, made in India, no less. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they're famous for bikes. I mean, that should that's probably good. And it's a much nicer bike, yeah. Oh, I, it, wow. I, it's, um, it, it's, it's bigger for me as well, and it's, it's clearly better made and better quality and um, costs significantly more. And, um, yeah, so for... But, I mean, to be fair, that bike... I mean, I know I had problems with it, with cold weather particularly, but um, it's, um, you know, it, it's done me all right. Yes, it has, years, yes. Really. Um, but hang so, on, Ted, this is major. Why are you chucking this in as an afterthought at the beginning of the show? This is this should have been in the major purchases section with a full <laughs> review. This well, is I'll excitement. You, well, I'll tell you, when, I, when I've um, had it for a few weeks, stroke months, I, I'll bring it to, back to the show and say if it's good or if it's room absolutely <laughs> this is a coffee machine on wheels we need a full review of this sir <laughs> yeah I'll, i will bring it back to the show later on but uh, but it's only just uh, here so I, i'm in actual fact i haven't even got it yet they're they're fitting a box to the back of it i want a box on the back right like my oh yeah so i haven't even picked it up yet okay so, um but i have gone and um tried it oh yes it do please time. and i won't put you on the spot now but think about letting us know what it cost and and give us the full the full rundown when, when it's you're... two and a half grand oh, okay so I will tell you, two and a half grand, and my lovely family helped me to mm-hmm. get the, the money together. Um, so um, I didn't have to fork into my um, 
uh, savings. And yes, what have yeah, you. So, yeah, yeah. So, so that that worked really well. Yeah, two and a half grand. And the one that I um, am giving up on cost um, twelve hundred quid. So you can see the difference in the quality from just the price, really. Yes. Oh, that's lovely, Ted. Do come back and give us a full-on review. Will do. Yeah, I read something about. Do you have you ever heard of Singles Day? No. I read this on the web somewhere the other day. Apparently, November the 11th is Singles Day. Or perhaps I heard it on the radio and then looked it up because I, I've, I've, I've found a quote for you, which is to tell you that Singles Day doesn't have its roots in retail. In the 1990s, a group of Chinese college students wanted a cheeky way to commemorate being single. So they dubbed November the 11th a Singles Day. And if you look at the numbers, it's the 1111 or 1111. Oh, on yeah. that day, people treated themselves to an indulgence splurge or two. But, now, this is the interesting bit going on. The numbers behind Singles Day are staggering. It is estimated that at least 900 million people, that's just over 11% of the world's population, shopped Singles Day deals throughout the two-week event in 2022. Meanwhile, only 180 million people shopped around Thanksgiving weekend, including Black Friday and Cyber Monday, according to the National Retail Federation. So this sounds like this huge humongous great thing that none of us have ever heard of. Singles Day is dominated by two major players, Alibaba and JD.com, both Chinese e-commerce yeah. companies. So there it you are. Like it's a obviously very, a far east thing. It is. It? It's what's going on yeah. on the other side of the world while we weren't yeah. looking. I never right. knew that. No, nor did I. Um, but it fits, doesn't it, with um, with Japanese and Chinese? And yes, and I suppose given how many people there are, our 180 million is easily matched. You know, they, they have 900 million because yeah, there's more yeah. of them. <laughs> and, and, and they tend to be quite insular, don't they, um, in, in those countries? Yes, yes. They, they want to keep things to themselves to, to a large degree. As do Japanese. We spoke before, I think, about Japanese um, culture. They, they, they want to be um, keep themselves... Yes, yeah. Your turn. Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, I have nevertheless heard, even Aiden has heard of Alibaba. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, but there we go then. That, and It occurred to me, probably if we did it over here, we wouldn't do it on the 11th of the 11th, because that's Armistice Day, which isn't really right. when you want to say, yippee, let's go shopping. You know? <laughs> I don't know. No. Um, so Also, there's an irony of being single on Armistice Day, which I won't go into. Yeah, of course. Um, there's also um, AliExpress. I, I bet you they're part of it. Oh, maybe that's who I'm thinking of, and I haven't heard of Alibaba at all. No, Alibaba Ali was a, also a shop. Okay, yeah. but I think he's also used to be a magician, wasn't he, on the telly in the seventies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, our, we've got our Black Friday coming up. Now we we do have another podcast out before that date, but it's the twenty fourth of November. Um, but there are some early deals going on, so keep your eyes out. Open, folks. I've, I've spotted a, a little garage for my for my new scooter. Ah. I'm de- determined not to let this one get rusty. And actually, it looks really sweet. It's got this kind of up and over garage door, but it's basically a tent. And um, <laughs> you, you stick it out in the, you know, you, you pull the front of it up so it's vertical, back the moped or the bike into it, and then pull the oh, front down. Oh, and then down, close it the down again. again. How nice. Yeah. And you could, if you want to, you can bolt it to the floor, but we'll see about that. Um, um, I'm sorry, is this in the garage or instead of a garage? In, well, I haven't got a garage. Oh, you haven't got Of course so, we haven't. No. Duh. No, so this is this is a garage itself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very so, nice. So I'm, I'm going to try not to let it get rusty and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, now, it's currently reduced from £125 to £109. So um, on November the 4th, 24th, on Black Friday, I hope it's reduced even more. Yes, indeed. So, yes, let's get into the feedback from the last show, the MeWe members and so forth. The MeWe members. MeWe members, <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and um, and um, first of all, a word of support. It's almost like I'm on a mission to interrupt you as much as I can, Ted. I do apologise. You know Tender me, I just nature. get overexcited. Bloody actors. Oh, dear, I'm only 12. Right, Jen Lowe comes back to us on long-handled teaspoons, which you were Whoa. waxing lyrical about. There you go, on the other uh, recent show. I have two long-handled teaspoons, says Jen. I thought I was the only one fanatical in always using them first. No, there you go, you've Yay. got a partnership there, Ted. Absolutely, well done, Jen. You're a star. Right, Paul Lunders next on getting the last bit from pump dispenser bottles, which is what we were also talking about. Oh, that's right. Another one of yours, yes. Usually the thread used by the pump on these pump bottles is identical to that used by the nozzle on washing up bottles, Ah. Paul says. So I carefully clean the nozzle and use that on the pump bottle. Just invert them so that you get the remaining liquid out by squeezing it or dripping it from the nozzle. 
I've had related problems getting most from jam, sorry, from many jars and bottles. Try inverting them with the lid done up tight, of course, and allow them the last bit to collect inside the lid. Sometimes a little gentle warmth is required. Try placing the jar upside down um, in a pot of warm, not too hot water. Works well on Marmite too. I can, I can vouch for that. I've tried that one. Another terrible um, source of waste is tooth. Paste tubes, which we've oh, spoken about on the show. Oh yes, before. we talked about oh, that. Are you before. still using that little winder thing? I am. I'm. I'm using that fabulous little winder thing, and my mother has one, and I <laughs> and I swear by them, and I always remember Steve Litchfield saying, "But I can't use them because toothpaste tubes are made of aluminium." And we said, "What century were you born in, Steve?" Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. And actually, Paul, that's that's actually that's a Ted's top tip. So that that was yeah, an early yeah. t- top tip. I like that. That's brilliant. Yes, um, I, I've used the warm trick um, with Marmite, definitely. And and putting things upside down is a smart move as well. Um, in So if you've got a tin of soup, for example... Oh, we, we know, have, yes, we have things upside down all over the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you've got a tin, tin of soup, particularly... And, oh, yeah, incoming message. Stand by. Now, um, I... Who if was it to... that was teasing me r- <laughs> radically last week because I had my phone on and it didn't uh, turn it on to silent mode? Thank you very much. It wasn't last week, it was last month. <laughs> Talking of which, we're very sorry that we didn't bring you a show two weeks ago, um, but we really just didn't feel as though we had enough content to do one and it felt like it was going to be about a ten-minute show. <laughs> Is Ted just saying we couldn't be asked to do a show last time so we didn't bother? <laughs> And, and also, something else came up, didn't it? Was, I was working. A, I had a three-day filming job last oh, week. Oh, that's and right. So we had that going that on in. as well. When Let's just finish this one off. Um, so with Marmite, turn it upside down. Oh, yeah, tins of soup. Turn the tins of soup upside down in the cupboard. When you get them out, turn them up the right way. All the kind of bits that are in it are at the top. Lovely. Right. I do. Yeah, we do that. We have uh, honey, particularly. We use. I have this runny honey. That you know, you turn it upside down and squeeze, and out, out comes the honey. And they're they're phenomenal. You must turn them upside down. Shampoo as well in the bathroom. Our bottle of shampoo is always turned upside yeah, down as yeah. it comes towards the end of its life. Right. Um, when's this thing that you were acting in going to be on the telly? I don't know. Uh, December or January-ish, I think. I'm not going to be over prominent in it. It's one of these. Um, I've never seen them myself, but it's this Channel Five series called True Crimes where they they have the, the real investigators and people who are really involved with some real case talking about it. Meanwhile, it's enacted by actors portraying what went on. So when they say, we went into the warehouse late at night and looked through the blah, 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 you can actually see an actor portraying the people doing that. Well, I was the lead investigator in this, so we had right. a great fun. I had three days. We filmed in an old courthouse up at um, Aylesbury, and we filmed in a farmhouse where this uh, fire was supposed to have taken place, and I, I had some Great scenes, um, be doing my best Vera, interrogating people across the table in a police station. A lot of fun, but um, I don't know how much how visible I'll actually be in when it comes out, but it'll be December, January time. We shall look out for it. And we will, d- dear listeners who are interested to see it, we will let you know when it's going to come on um, so that you can dust off the Channel 5 channel. <laughs> exactly, yes. Channel what? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, but anyway, the reason was um, that we... That was one of the reasons we didn't do a show two weeks ago. So we're very sorry, um, but we're back now with a vengeance. We are. And 15 minutes in, we haven't said the word coffee yet. Oh, yes, we have. I said it earlier. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> Philip Ray brings us coffee grounds. Now, you may remember, I'd, I think it was my Ted's top tip in the last show. I talked about using coffee for, for polishing. That's right, for cleaning scratches away from tables. Yes. Um, Philip come back saying my wife uses our coffee grounds to make a body scrub she uses the grounds sea salt and olive oil wow that is fiendish Mm. i use it on the garden's soil as a fertilizer he says i love the body scrap philip i'm interested you're using it as fertilizer because i used to do the same and i do remember being told somewhere in the midst of time that this was not actually such a good thing because ultimately it wasn't good for the garden i think it was Either it attracts nasty, creepy crawlies that it shouldn't, or maybe it's something to do with the quantity. If you use too much of it, it becomes detrimental rather than beneficial. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I used I used to chuck all our coffee grounds out onto the garden until I learned that it wasn't such a good idea after all. Maybe it's because I was just arbitrarily lobbing them on the garden and Philip's I using it, them properly as compost. <laughs> I thought it was tea. Maybe tea's the same, but then again, you'd have oh, to yeah. extract it from yeah. the bags, wouldn't you? But, um, well, I don't know. It'll, it'll break down. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was to do with roses, wasn't it? Tea, leaves and roses. What's it that? Helped your, tea? helped your roses grow, I think. OK, now we're on to pot pourri. 
Mm. What's that gag? I like my men like I like my tea. In a bag, underwater. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Right. right. Now, I, um, I reached out, as the Americans would say, and to Daniel uh, Bemis, Bemis, sorry, Bemis, um, and he was, uh, I was asking him about these board games. Now, I'll put a link in the show notes to um, an article that popped up on Engadget that was saying, don't bother with Monopoly and Scrabble. Here's some really interesting board Ooh. games. So I put, I put it out to Daniel, who we know is uh, the board game guru. Yes. And said to him, right, which of these are any good? And he chose two of them. One is called Azul, and one is called Wingspan. Um, Azul, he says, I own and love. Um, Wingspan is fun but complicated, and it's for bird lovers and lengthy. Um, I don't think I would play it enough to buy it. But the Azul one, he says, yes, um, it's a good game. I won't go into all the kind of details of how it works and all the rest of it, but I'll put a link in the show notes. But if you're looking for a, um, a game, a board game for the family for Christmas, Daniel recommends Azul. So, yeah, links in the show notes. I'm with Daniel on any board game. I totally agree. Vive la analogue. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You bought yourself a new bike. I bought myself new heated gloves. Ah. I decided that my poor old Gerbing's gloves were really fighting it now. They, I've had them for literally years. I don't remember how many years I've had them. Um, they're made by Gerbing, a company primarily providing um, clothes and clothes for bike, bikers, you know, hard, hard, hard uh, Harley Davidson, proper bikers. Um, and they did, I did buy some heated gloves from them um, a million years ago, and they're really showing their age and the technology yeah, is I old. you're talking about them, I think. I, I think I bought them before the show even yeah. started. Maybe I brought them on the show saying I, yeah, I own yeah, these. Yeah. Anyway, 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 I decided to get some more. Now, when I bought the Gerbings, they were practically the only ones you could find. I mean, I remember... Mm actually having to get them from America. But back in those days, I couldn't even have them sent to England. They had to be sent to a friend of my mother's in America who then kindly sent them on to me here. And it was a real faffle to get them. Now, you just go on to our favourite store and you write heated gloves and there are dozens and dozens of the buggers. I was really mm. surprised to see how many there were. So I spent a long time watching the YouTube videos, Best Heated Gloves 2023 and, and so on, and, and looking and reading and looking at reviews and going to Trustpilot. And, and I finally settled on a company called Savior. That's spelled Savior without the U, S-A-V-I-O-R. Um, and even Savior alone offer 20... Savoir. Is it called Savoir? Oh, OK. Savoir. I mean, I'm very sorry, Mr. Samon. <laughs> Mr. Samon. <laughs> <laughs> they offer 29 variants themselves and I've settled for I can't remember exactly what they're called but they're leather I mean uh, let me look in so I can tell you listeners because it's really worth this I'm, I'm, I'm speaking highly of these the Savoir electric heated leather gloves for men women men women for men women <laughs> We won't go there. So, um, yeah, and I really, really love them. Uh, they ca they came from China. I bought them from Gerbing. Some, I bought them from Savoir themselves because I looked on Amazon. Amazon wanted one hundred and forty-one pounds twenty pence. Uh, Savoir wanted one hundred and twelve. And not only that, I'm now very much using these coupons. You know, when you go online, I've got a couple of these automatic things that go whizzing around the web looking for the best coupons. And I got it down to £87.66. Thank you very wow. much. So um, they came from China, which worried me a little, but they were there in six days. Within a week, I ordered them, and six days later they arrived. And I absolutely love them. They are thick, warm. They smell gorgeous. You know what, the new, the, that lovely new leather smell, which mm. I've now learned is nothing to do with leather. It's just perfume that they put in in the process, which... It's a bit of a shame, but um, mm. beautiful, lovely leather. They're lovely. They're comfy. They're quite warm without the heat being put on. But when you use the heat, you've got three levels of heat, you know, sort of warm, hot and help me. My hands are burning. <laughs> um, the battery, I can't tell you the full. I think the battery will probably if you put them on to help me, my hands are burning and leave them on. You'll probably get about two hours out of them. Whereas on the first one, they say you'll get up to six hours on the lower heat. Um, and they're really, really fantastic. And I haven't worn them a lot because I haven't had them a lot much time yet. But I'm very, very happy with them. The only thing is I certainly can't use them. There's no dexterity because they are effectively biker gloves or, or, or you know, skiing gloves, snow, snowboarding gloves. So there's no dexterity. You couldn't type with them or use your mouse. But for keeping the hands warm, they are perfect. I am I mean, liking my Savoir gloves. Thank you, please. Uh, and I, I don't know if I missed this in that uh, monologue, but how, <laughs> how, do you, how do you power them, charge them? 
<laughs> well, um, did I miss that? They two batteries, two batteries, two rechargeable batteries, one in each glove, dinky little things. Um, and there's a charger that you plug them into, so you get it. You get a charger which you know reduces to whatever voltage it is, and got two point two plugs. You plug one battery into each plug. They took what did right. they take? Two hours, maybe a couple of hours to charge, um, mm-hmm. and then then take them off and pop them in the battery in, in the glove. And each glove has a little zip compartment in it, so you undo the zip, pop the battery in, plug it in, zip it up, and it's oh, I see. Yeah. So yeah, the batteries are enclosed within a zipped compartment of the glove. Uh, All very neat. Um, And from this Savoir website, it looks like you need to buy two pairs because they're selling two right-hand gloves on that picture. (laughs) (laughs) You want a left one as well, don't you? Are they? Let's have a look. I'm looking at the picture now. No, they're not. I'm looking at... Oh, actually, they are. Beg your pardon, Ted. You're quite right. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That reminds me of that... um, uh, uh, not the nine o'clock news joke about the one-legged men stealing shoes from shoe shops because, <laughs> do you remember, he went with a bag and nicked all the shoes outside a shoe shop and then hopped away because he only needed one shoe. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you're right. Um, actually, it's quite fun- ironic then because I have, I have bad Reynards, uh, which affects basically affects only my right hand. So actually, yeah. I would only need the right yeah. hand glove yeah, so I can yeah. keep one for later. But no, <laughs> seriously, folks, excellent quality, very well made. I'm very happy with them. They arrive within a week. The price was came right down to 80 quid when I used the coupons online. So I'm very happy. Yeah, at the risk of sabotaging my Amazon affiliate link, um, <laughs> yes. I, 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 do, I do understand that there are other retailers. And, and in a sense, we should support them to keep them going and, and so forth. But as you found, they are also routing their goods through Amazon and other Alibabas and, and um, uh, yes. Ali, AliExpress and all the rest and of it. And it's interesting. I mean, I was going to talk about this later. Let's talk about it later. I've got it coming up in TED in in Talk okay, Tips. In that yeah. case, let's have a jingle. I wonder who bought it. Well, I do wonder who bought it. Who bought what? Tell me, tell me. Oh, yeah. Well, talking about my Amazon affiliate link, which I was just now, um, somebody has bought with their affiliate link men's slip-on trainers. And they look really nice. They're only, well, it depends on the size, but 30 to 40 quid. Of course, I can't get them in my size 14s, but then I'm a bit of an odd bod. Up to size 11. um, They come in black, white, grey or blue, breathable, casual, mesh, I mean, you know, it's probably the wrong time of year for these, isn't it? But it, but in the summer, you can imagine that they'd be really nice. And they just look like, they look a bit like trainers. But mm. I, what I particularly like is that, that um, kind of elasticated thing around the ankle. Yes. That obviously <clears throat> hugs around your ankle. And they just look really, really nice quality. Um they're obviously designed for people that are more active, so they're more like a um, a yachting. Shoe I was just going to say yacht. Gym. You beat me to it. I was going to say if you own a if you own a very expensive yacht, these are what you wear on deck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're kind of a bit like decking shoes, but also gym and running and whatever yeah, else you want to yeah. do. But but I would, if if I could get them in my size, I'd just use them all the time because they look really really nice. They look really comfy. So whoever bought that, thank you. Indeed. And you know, I've always been curious about these because I've seen them before in the past and always wondered, do they fit well or do they eventually loosen up from being put on and taken off too many times? And then, of course, there's no way of tightening the fit. So will they end up falling off? So whoever you are, what bought these? Can you be kind enough to let us know how you get on with them and what you think? Because I'd be very interested in the feedback. Are they a good tight fit or will they, you know, are they going to do you feel they're going to start falling off over time? Yes, indeed. We'd like that feedback. And we'd also like you to use my Amazon affiliate link. Um, and you can do that by heading for tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon TED UK. Your shopping experience is exactly the same as it would be through your normal route. But I get a few pennies. I don't know who's bought stuff, but I do know what has been bought, which is why we have this section in the show. <gasps> and I'm very sorry, Mr. Salmon. I didn't. I went to Savoir instead. Oops. You bastard. Right, um, I found this thing on, um, wh- where is it? The, the housedigest.com website, which shows you how to clean toilet seats <laughs> if you crap on the top of it. So if you if you if you um, soil the top of your um, the toilet seat too much, you can use this method to get it off, um, and it involves using baking soda. Combine half a cu- half a cup of water with a quarter of a cup of baking soda. Mix until it forms a thick paste-like consistency. Apply the paste to the stain. 
and let it sit for 20 minutes. Then use the sponge to rub it around in a circular motion and rinse with warm water. And apparently this is supposed to work. Um, for those people who miss the bowl and seem to... I, well, I suppose it's it's probably mostly men who piss on the seat and don't lift it up like normal human beings. Um, and so you've got a way of cleaning your toilet seat. Anyway, a little tip that I picked up on the week and during the week, and um, it's a bit of a disgusting one. It's a bit odd that they focus in on the toilet because basically what they're saying is they're giving the tip of using baking soda to, to clean things. But why specifically bad, badly soiled toilets? I mean, I, it, it's known that you can clean all sorts of things with baking. For, I mean, for instance, we, I clean my air fryer with it. I, I more or less myself invented a concoction that's sort of, uh, you know, three parts baking soda and one part washing up liquid. And then I put very hot water in and swill that around in the air, fry, air fryer and leave it for half an hour. And when I pour it away, most of the gunk's gone with it. Um, it's an even better top tip, then. Well, it's not as unspeakable as toilet seats, no. <clears throat> right, I'm going to take us back to where we just were uh, about uh, the business of um, not using your affiliate, the ink on Amazon, New because there are better deals elsewhere. Yeah, it, it just occurred to me there. when I bought my gloves to... It, <laughs> thank you. Quiet, quiet at the back. Um, don't always make the mistake, as I usually do, of diving straight into Amazon and buying from them. I mean, again, for instance, another example that's happened only today is that I wanted to get some outside lights for our pathway because the winter's coming and the ones that are out there are breaking and I wanted to replace them. And I went straight to Amazon and could not for the life of me find the type that I wanted after searching for a very long time. And then it occurred to me, hang on, Aidan, other retailers are available. And I found them very, very, very quickly elsewhere. So, yeah, Amazon is phenomenal. And I'm afraid with a heavy heart, I say, yes, Amazon is ultimately the best. But there are, you know, other websites are available and other deals, better deals can be found oh, elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying that everyone has to use Amazon. <laughs> one, of the thing, one of the things I like about Amazon, though, is that you get this no quibble returns yes guarantee. yes yes and, yes and time and again i've used that and it works really really well if you want to return anything within a month you just send it back that and nobody argues with you like we, they used to in, in retail shops they would stand there and argue the toss with you and try and make you take a voucher in return yeah. or to try and you know blah blah and you oh i can't be bothered with this and amazon no none of that they just give you your money back that's the end of it so yeah there are two sides to that of course no i totally agree ted and um there have been instances where I have found the same product both on Amazon and on an alternative website and I have wanted to support the alternative website but I thought, no, I won't because remember the story of my mother's chair and trying to return that. Oh, Look yeah. at the hassle you get and I think, no, I'll buy from Amazon if only yeah. because, as you say, there's a no quibbles return policy if needed. Indeed. Well done indeed. Still using still What are you still using then? <laughs> I'm still using my. Um, I think if you remember on um, November 22. Whoops. Oh yeah, we are in November now, aren't we? Just <laughs> you, just it, it. you just made yeah. it. You just made it. The the um, adhesive towel holder thingies. So oh yes. these are little things you stick on the wall. And um, I said to you that when I got them a year ago, that I would report back to see if they're still on the wall. Um, and so I'm doing that. So and it's only taken you a year. <laughs> it's taken a year because we're supposed to only bring still yes. using for a year later. Anyway, right. So you peel the, the sticky bit off the back of this, which was the, the thing in question for me, and you stick it on the wall, and you it's got a star cut out at the front. You know, the, the normal towel yeah, holder yeah. thing. And you stick your tea towel in it, and when you want to use your towel, you pull it out. Now, the pulling out of it could... I I thought at the time have an effect on this kind of yes. sticky stuff on the back. But anyway, the the report is that they they are still there where I stuck them in the first place. Now I did, to be fair, I did kind of prepare the site properly and clean it before I stuck them on, which you're supposed to do. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, the the test has been passed with flying colours. A year later, the um, towel holders are still exactly where I left them. And and just today, I went before I um, brought this to the show. I went and tried to pull one off, and they're they're really really stuck hard on there. So yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Oh dear, we're back to we're back to schoolboy humour again. I'm sorry. Uh, uh. 
Anyway, there's, there's still three for a fiver. Right. <clears throat> so those of us who can drag themselves out of the gutter and innuendo land, um, we, uh, we, we, there's still a, yeah, there's still three for a fiver. So I recommend them. September 22, and I'm afraid I can't find it in the show notes and tell you what show it was, but I do, I I remember discussing it with you. It's just because I'm an idiot and couldn't find it in our recording notes. However, I bring you back the Cold Shine Ladder Stop Mat, which is very simply a, a rubber mat which is what? I mean, in old money, about two feet wide by about one foot in, de- in depth. Um, oh, sort of yeah. spherical mat, which has got indentations in it. And the idea is you put it down on a slippery floor and it won't slip because it's large and has got a good friction surface, anti-friction surface, I should say. And you can then stand your ladder on it and climb up your ladder without the fear that your ladder is going to slip from under you and have you crashing to your death. Um, And I bought it in 22 (laughs) because I began to worry that that might happen going up. We have a loft in the middle of our house and we have quite a we have a fairly slippy uh, wooden floor in the hallway where I would stand the ladder. And I began to think this ladder could go any minute. So I bought the thing and I use it and I will now not let myself go up to the loft without it. So um, Mm. still fine. I mean, of course, all you, all you do is put it down, put the ladder on it and then put it away when you finish with it. So it doesn't exactly get a lot of use. Um, uh, but it could very well have literally saved my life by now. So I'm very happy with it. And if you have a situation where you need to support a ladder and give it some friction and stop it from sliding, then I would recommend it. Sixteen ninety nine. it will cost you. I'd forgotten all about that. But when I looked at it, I remembered. So, yeah, good shout. Patakil. What? Titanium. We st- swear at me. Titanium steel wire keychain cables. Um, I've got too many keys, and I got to the point of thinking, you know, you put your keys in your pocket, and it rather than a key ring with keys hanging, you've sort of got a chain. You've got a star like a Christmas star, which is a circle with keys sticking out at all angles because the circle's not big enough to support them properly. So I decided rather than buy an even bigger key ring, I wondered about these um, sort of flexi key rings. And that's exactly what I found. It is a, it's a key ring, but it's, it's actually a, a piece of steel cable, which um, has, I don't know what you call it, that sort of thing where you pop the one end in a hole and, and, and it has a screw thread and you tighten it up and then you've got a loop of, um, of steel. Um, it comes in various sizes and various colours. I bought blue ones. I forget what size they are, but I can see from my recording notes that you're looking at the page. Maybe you can tell me what size I, I bought. Um, it, it's something... Let, hang on, I've got, a, I've got a ruler here. So live on radio here, television folks. Six inches. It's, oh, it's old money, six inches, yes. Aiden's money, 15 centimetres. And very good. Um, it, it, you know, Again, the irony is... Is I didn't want five. I only wanted one, but I had to buy five. So, um, you know, go figure. I've now got four spare ones, but it works. Um, not a lot to say about it, except that it does what it says on the tin. I put the keys on. I screwed it up tight. The keys are in my pocket. It hasn't come undone by itself. And my keys are more comfortably positioned in my pocket now with more breathing space. Uh, £4.99 for five or... <laughs> Send me a postage stamp and I'll send you one if you want one, because I've got four more here at home. Right. Um, this could have been a still using for me. Um, but as it is, it can be a nice reminder because it would would be a good thing. And I'd be interested because when I brought these to the show, I don't know when it was, ages ago, um, I complained about them and almost sent them back oh. because because... What I found with mine, and it would be interesting to see what you found with yours, is that I started using them, and as tightly as I screwed the one end into the other to make sure it was stuck in there, over a period of days or weeks, it just came undone. Ah. It, It was just unscrewing itself. And that's why I think, um, I might have put it in room 101 actually, um, but um, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I've got five of these as well, and I remember very clearly. They're not nice blue ones. Your blue ones look really nice. Um, but I want to hear about maybe over time as, as to whether the same thing happened. Well, okay, to you. I mean we had a delay. I mean I was going to bring them to the show two weeks ago, so I've had them at least two weeks. Four in weeks. My po- four weeks. So, yeah, but I'm saying like, it was sometime between the previous and the one we did. Oh, I see. Do. Sorry. So, I mean, I've had them at least two weeks in my pocket now, and no problem oh, whatsoever. Right. Okay. Did you use a pair of pliers to do it up? I will confess, I think I did. Yes, just for safety, because I'm right. paranoid like that. So yes, right. maybe that was where you fell down. So yeah, yeah, maybe that's that would have been a good idea. Um, but yes, I've got five here as well. So same offer to anyone else. 
uh, postage stamp. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's there's nine for up for grabs here. <laughs> I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one of those. Yes, I should have changed that jingle to I want five of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or ten, as the case may now be. <laughs> Here, I don't know what this is officially called. I call it the coffee mug steam lid thing. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's utterly useless. I mean, in it, it doesn't perform any useful function, <laughs> but it's absolutely gorgeous. And even at £51.72, pence, I was tempted to buy one because it, it's... Um, I don't know the principle of steam locomotion, but it's all to do with pressure, isn't it? Up and down, causing a piston to move and the wheels to turn. Somebody has taken the, t- the, the, the steam motor principle and built this thing, which is basically a lid for a coffee cup. But on the lid, upright, is a, a wheel, like a, like a wheel from an old, good old-fashioned steam train and a little piston that goes down into the, into the <laughs> coffee. And when you put this thing on your cup of coffee, assuming there's sufficient steam coming from your cup... The wheel goes round. There's a little video I've linked to. Perhaps we can put it in the show notes. Um, a YouTube short of this thing actually working. And it's just gorgeous. I mean, probably it doesn't work as well as it does in that video, although I'm not quite sure how they would have faked it. Um, it just looks gorgeous. As I say, it's, it performs no useful function, except that you put it on top of your cup of coffee and the wheel goes round and you go, oh, look at that. Isn't that fabulous? Um, and then you can't drink your coffee because it's got a dirty, great big steam wheel on top of it. I just think it's great fun. It calls itself a coffee mug steam, low temperature, sterling engine, motor steam, heat model, educational toy, teaching tool, science, teaching model, silver. That's what it's called. Well, presumably, if you were really smart, you could attach a light to it or something, <laughs> and it will power a lamp on your desk in a power cut. Yeah, and then in the edge, you're sat in the dark with a cup of cold coffee. Thanks, Ted. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just brilliant. That's a real great. I want one of those because um, it, you know it's just complete fun. And fifty quid, though. Yeah, um, that's the problem. If it was five quid, I would have ordered one by yeah, now. But yeah. fifty quid for something that doesn't do anything at all. Yeah, isn't it? Like, it's, uh, go on. Do you also see the solar radiometer? Um, there's a link there on the Amazon page. The the solar yes, radiometer, yes. which does similar things but with sunlight. Um, yeah, they're just fun kind of scientific toys, really, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, what's that thing people used to have on their car dashboards years ago? A, a, a little bird that pecked in and out of some oh yeah drunk something because, and that again was yeah. to do with the, the heating and cooling of the liquid and making the bird's head go up and down. Yeah, I mean, all these things are great fun. But again, oh, and, and, and also on the Amazon page there is actually a little uh, uh, explanation, a little diagram of how yeah. the Stirling motor works with the displacement yeah. of hot and cold <laughs> water and pressure and pistons and flywheels. And so that, that's a picture for you, Steve. You'll enjoy that one. Um, good fun. I want. One one of those but i really have no right to spend 50 quid on it what have you got well, what a laugh that is um i haven't got one but john tanza brought one to the miwi group yeah um the honda moto compacto um it sounds which... like a spell in harry potter moto compacto I, I, I tried to say it kind of in a japanese way because <laughs> moto compacto yeah yeah um an electric scooter in a briefcase. This is the, <laughs> the bottom line of this. And what? if you look at the website, which I'll link to in the show notes, you can see that... Um, oh, I can't get to it. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Hang on, stand by. I can um, see it. Yeah, I can see it. It's, it's, it is, can... it's a briefcase with wheels, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and when you look at... When you dive further into the, the, the description and the pictures of it, you can see that it, it, it's quite a sizable briefcase. So it's more actually like a suitcase size. Yes, of course. But yeah. you can stick it in your... Um, the, the boot of your car um, and when you get to where you're going you can whip it out and then unfold the wheels and the handlebars and the seat and suddenly your um, suitcase um, which is supposed to be a briefcase uh, and it's even got a light on the front and you know I haven't looked too deeply into it but presumably you charge it and it's got a battery inside and it goes apparently you can get um, 15 miles an hour out of it on one of the modes um, it's got a 12 mile range. Um, it's got an 18 stone limit um, for someone sitting on it, and it costs a thousand dollars. 
So you'd have to really want one of these for a thousand dollars. But it just look, it, it's just like innovation, isn't it? It's it's like the stuff that we've spoken about before. Yes, almost is like concept stuff. But knowing the Japanese people at Honda, they probably have produced this and are taking. Well, they are taking orders for it um, for a thousand dollars. Um, and it looks really cute. And why not? Indeed, great yeah, idea. It's the sort of use case I can't think what it would be for. But there will be, I suppose, if you're at an expo and you have to go around from building to building, you could use it indoors like you would a Segway. Or if you have to do a short distance, you've parked at a car park, but where you actually want to go to is another half a mile down the road. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's just, but you know, I'm struggling to find a reason for wanting one, but I'm quite sure there are reasons, and it would probably fulfil that need for those who want one. Which is exactly what we like on I Want One of Those. Absolutement. Better before. Now, um, I stumbled into a picture on the internet recently about Bic Biros. Oh, yes. And I was quite surprised to see that the point of the picture they posted um, was that the the 2022 version of the Big Biro is exactly the same as the 1955 version. <laughs> oh, that's awfully good. Oh, how t- so terrific. <laughs> I, I, I guess that this isn't really a better before, but it's it, it's 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 talking about the past and, and the, the continuity of what Bic are doing here. Um, and yeah, it's just spooky, isn't it? They just have never changed the design. When I posted this in the movie group, actually Rob Brand jumped in and said um, there was a change because um, the, the change was that at some point... Um, in the 70s or 80s they put a hole in the top of the lid um before that they didn't have a hole in it and this was to do with um people swallowing it and choking oh and so, they, so they took it out um but yeah i i do remember the ones before that that didn't have a hole in the top but most of my life i remember the ones with the hole in the top. anyway the point is good for bick i say um you know, because they they haven't messed with a design that works, and it's ubiquitous amongst um, throwaway um, uh, biros. And you know, it's the first thing that everyone buys, isn't it? It's brilliant. I love it. And interesting about the hole to prevent choking. That 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 yeah. is secure. I wonder if it's also to do with the fact to help with the tracheotomy. I mean, I don't think there's a TV series in the world that hasn't had somebody perform a tracheotomy <laughs> with a bic. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I say here, here. I mean, you know, there's you know, it's like gaffer tape and jeans and there are some things that the world would just not feel right without and i yeah. think yeah the, the biro is one of them and the counter argument would be um the, the the beetle the vw beetle yeah where they have messed with the design for a long long time the beetle was the same it was made the same in fact i, I do believe that until very recently you could still buy an original design beetle from mexico if you wanted to import it yes um but the but but when I had a beetle, it was the beginning of the new designs. So that was about I don't know twenty years ago, and they suddenly. Be, I mean, it was still gorgeous. I loved my beetle, but it was differently designed. It wasn't that old shape. And now they've squashed the roof on it, and it's even more different. But so so even you know, it'd be interesting to see if anyone's got any other ideas about things like the big pen that have pretty much not changed at all in the last, like, 80 years. Yeah, that's interesting. I can't think of anything else offhand. Hmm. Right, Ian Barton. This is the one you referred to earlier, wasn't it? Ian Barton wants to throw into Room 101... People who play loud music in quiet environments. I was taking uh, the dog for a walk this morning in a public area. Lovely lakes, lovely woodland, lovely circular walks round the lakes through the woodland. Um, as we were walking, <laughs> I heard <laughs> I heard some music from somewhere in the distance. It turned out to be someone carrying a radio, which was blaring out loud music. This was completely destroying the quiet environment, which is the main reason many people visit this area. Playing loud music in otherwise quiet quiet countryside areas is becoming very annoying says ian if you want to listen to music buy some bleeding headphones and i do um i i do agree there i've got i've spoken before about the bridge in the summer people go to the bridge um outside where i live here 
and they just do the same. They sit, they've got these ghetto blasters, and they just sit there on the bridge, for, sometimes for hours on end, just blaring music out, not giving a monkey's hoot about us, you know, actually trying to live normal lives and or, or being on holiday. And um, it's just all very selfish. What say you? Yeah, I say I say here, here, and I absolutely concur. And I mean, there were some interesting comments. It got quite a bit of traction on, in, in me with this one. And to me, it all comes under the same sort of category of just be considerate, be nice to people. People who drive like they're the only car on the road and pull right into the middle and use two lanes at once and don't care about anyone else, or people who go shopping and get to the top of an escalator and stand still and don't think about all the people piling up behind them. <laughs> or the one that really gets me is the person who's in a queue and they get to the front of the queue to, say, the post office or wherever, and then they get a phone call and they say, excuse me, and they stand there and they take their phone call <laughs> and everyone has to wait. It's, you know, is it stupidity or is it complete selfishness and arrogance? I suppose it just depends in different different times, different things. But please, people, just Pay attention to other people in the world. And if you're out in a lovely piece of the countryside that's quiet and people are out walking, enjoying the countryside with their families or walking their dogs, don't play f***ing loud music. Have some consideration, you common oik. Thank you. Sorry. I've, as you can see, this one quite moves me. Fair enough. Yes, we, we, I think we agree with you, Ian. Oh, right. It's my turn. Yeah, another one got my goat. Um, Christmas is coming. It's time for me to be Santa again. <laughs> and um, I need to uh, redo my DBS check. My is it DBS? Yeah, my, you know, my oh, right. make sure I'm going to yeah. be nice to the children check. Um, so I had to get or onto the website. you are, anyway. <laughs> No, no. I had to get onto the website <laughs> and fill in all the... And um, as soon as I made a start on the web, I get this message. It's much easier with your mobile phone. Please scan this QR code and get started with your mobile phone. No, it's not easier with my mobile phone. I ha they wanted, you know, scan of my documents and photograph, etc. All of which I have on my computer, ready to go, ready to upload. But no, I have to do it with my phone. So I had to, I had to find my passport's ready in my computer. But no, I had to find my passport, get it out of the cupboard, find it, make a scan, take a picture of it with my phone which they then uploaded oh then they want a selfie well I'm in my pyjamas and half dressed okay now I've got to put on a decent looking top now I've got to take a selfie of myself uh, the th my point is of course it's got to be possible with the phone I understand that and that goes without saying that nowadays things like this must be possible with the mobile phone yes indeed but folks better before please don't make it only possible with the mobile phone. Allow people to do things on a sensible computer with a big screen and a powerful processor where they can do it much more quickly and easily and don't then patronise with a message that says, it's much easier with your mobile phone. No, it f***ing isn't. Thank you. I, 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 do, I do agree that I personally, I do prefer to um, use my big screen computer to do this sort of thing. But I have to admit that um, having all those sorts of things in Google Drive and Google Photos, um, you can see why they do it and, you know, want people to use their phones because they can make their apps on the phones. Um, the, the, the main area of development yeah. for them. But um, can I just pull you up on that? They wouldn't let me bring in a photo, even with my phone, I wasn't allowed to find a pre-existing picture of my passport. I had to photograph my passport with my camera at that moment. That was the okay. only option. But, but someone but, but someone that was faced with that option sitting in front of their computer that didn't have, uh, have themselves organised would then say, well, how am I supposed to do that then? Oh, of course. Of course. That's why I say make it make both options available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but the, my point is that this is the way the world's going because yeah. um, the, these developers of services are very, very mobile centric. And, um, you know, that, that's, we, we better get used to it. Yeah, I'll tell you what I can't get used to is um, the ergonomic mouse. Um, in this case, the Logitech Lift model. And I, I thought I'd give it another go. And I ended up sending it back to Amazon because I, ugh, I, they, I find them just so hard to get used to. So this is an upright mouse. Instead of having your hand flat on the desk... Um, uh, you, you, it's turned sideways, and so your the side of your hand is is facing downwards. And I get the idea; it's supposed to be really good for your hand and the the the, the natural position of your hand and your wrist, and and it gets your wrist off the desk. And I, I get all that. Um, but I, this is the second time I tried this, and the second time I've just failed. I tried for a, a couple of weeks, and 
I just I just can't do it. It it just I'm so used to the way in which the mouse works in my hand that I just I, I and I completely get that this is an each to their own item. This is a personal room one oh one, but I want to stick it in for myself if no one else. Um so I'd be interested to hear if anyone else has had a go with this and um are having similar problems and just can't get away from the old ways. Aidan? Well, you won't have to wait long, except mm. it's not the answer you want. <laughs> I love my ergonomic mouse. Now, I've had trouble with a rotator cuff and I was having to see a physio with a shoulder issue, which turned out that we were a rotator cuff. Um, and so I got one of these. And I will say, I will stand by you in solidarity. I absolutely hated it for a week or so. And right. I really thought that I would have to send it back as well. But I persevered. And like the riding a bicycle, driving a car, there is just the moment when you suddenly think, oh, I'm all right with this now. It's OK. Right. Um, at first, I could, you know, I mean, because I do I do work in Photoshop. I have to move my mouse by pixel by pixel in tiny increments. And I just couldn't do it. I just didn't have the dexterity to do that. But it did come. And um, and I have to say that seven months down the line, my shoulder's a lot better. And I think right. this is a contributory factor to that, that um, mm -hmm. I am using the ergonomic mouse and I'm happy with it. But as you say, Ted, each to their own. Yeah, I can quite appreciate that if, if your muscle memory is absolutely fixed on one thing, you might not have been able to switch to another. I think I think the other thing about it was that I've got so used to having an inertia scroll wheel that the, the, the particular device I, I got into test didn't have an inertia scroll wheel and so it was just really tedious to keep scrolling the wheel so many times um okay my my inertia scroll wheel just you just flick it with your finger and it it keeps scrolling down the page and i got so used to that ah that's funny you should say that because i remember i used to have that on my old mouse and don't have it on this one but i've managed to mm, change You've managed to adapt. I've managed I'm to adapt. I'm completely stuck in my ways and unadaptable, clearly. No, but as you say, Ted, each to their own. But in my case, I'm going to give it a gold star. Any old excuse. There you are. See what I did there? Because I haven't got one, but now I've given it to my mouse. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to give a gold star to Postal Operatives from Rill Sorting Office. Right, oh, okay. that's lovely. <laughs> I was expecting a... Um, on this, this day in question, I was expecting two special delivery devices uh, items. Mm -hmm. This lovely um, post-delivering lady turned off at the doorstep and gave me one of them. And I said to her, oh, hang on a minute, um, there's supposed to be two. And so she... Um, got her phone. She said, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Uh, get, she got her phone out. She phoned up her colleague down at Real Sorting Office. Um, started to ask questions about the other one. Checked the delivery thing with me. Um, acknowledged that um, yes, it was in the office. They got it, and for some reason, it hadn't come out for delivery. Um, and she said, "Don't worry, my colleague is going to drive out here six miles down the road. Wow, with it right now." Hang on 15 minutes and he'll be here. And sure enough, he was. Um, and I was just so impressed with that. The courtesy, politeness, the, you know, going the extra mile and or the six in this case. Um, <laughs> I, I know it should have been there. And, uh, you know, I, I was probably in the right. But you'd expect these days for that not to matter. They they would just say, oh, tough titty, oh, it'll come tomorrow. Yes. But, but no, they didn't. They, they went out of their way between them. Um, took the time to do it and I was just um, I mean I did demonstrate to this girl that I was really disappointed I was so looking forward to having it yeah um, so I, I made the case and if and if I wasn't expecting tell me to... you lay down on your back and waved your arms and legs in the air and cried <laughs> didn't you Ted that's what happened <laughs> um, and if there hadn't have been a second one I probably wouldn't have had the chance because she would have uh, you know she wouldn't have knocked the door yes um, but because it, the way it happened the, the Anyway, I, I think it's, you know, a, a good bit of PR for someone going the extra mile and, you know, real sorting office, gold star. And I presume the area is, is moderately, um, not a built-up, I mean, it's not a middle of a city is what I'm getting at. So you're in a fairly no, rural area. So you've, a town. you've got old world courtesy and old world people knowing yeah, each other and yeah. helping each other. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Gold star from me too. Very good indeed. I think we've done it. Oh, well, we finished. I think uh, we have. Uh, uh, 
Yes, we're, we finished and we're up to the hour just about. Um, we'll be back in two weeks' time. We promise, don't we? <laughs> we do, sir, yes. No, I, unless you get a, a Unless short I get called off to do a season in job. Las Vegas yeah. or something, yes. yes. We will We will come back, back in two weeks. In the meantime, you can get all the stuff you need at whateverworks.works. That's our website. You can get um, in touch with Aiden at aidenbell.com or me at tedsalmon.com. Tedsalmon.com has got all the links to our MeWe groups and or our other audio podcasts so head across there if you get lost but we'd like to hear whatever works in your life so do head into the MeWe group let us know what you've bought and what is great and what is shite and we'll bring the highlights of that to the following shows of course as always thank you for listening any last word from you Kratuk Nagthar I think that would be a great name I think we ought to look into that (laughs) (laughs) see you next time folks whatever whatever works is dead long live Kratuk Nagthar (laughs) (laughs) one last thing to say don't forget whatever Whatever works works, Kratuk Nagthar (laughs) yes (laughs) 